welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable. I'm your host, Isabella Gosling, and welcome back for another episode. Today, it is the very first solo ep, and I am so excited to bring you this new content format and be in your ears uh, every Monday and every Wednesday now. So the solo episodes are like a quick little 10, 15 minute ep where I give you tips, tricks, info, uh, all about something to do with chronic illness, endo, adeno, or PCOS. Today's episode is going to be all about laparoscopy essentials, so anything that helps you get prepped for a lap and straight after your laparoscopy as well, because so many people with endo or adeno need to have that laparoscopy, obviously to have that diagnosis confirmed for the very first time when they're going through that endo journey, but also if they're experiencing symptoms again or if you're experiencing symptoms again. So these are just little tips and tricks that I find really useful when I need to have a laparoscopy and things that I've learned along the way after having three of them now. So let's get into it. So I thought I would break this down into sort of pre-laparoscopy while you're at the hospital and then directly after you've had your lap and you're ready to go home if you are going home from day surgery. So pre-lap, if you are knowing that you're going to need to do bowel prep, my biggest tip there is cooling your bowel prep. So preparing that as per the instructions and there's a few different ones. So each one has different instructions, but preparing that, making it up in the quantity that you need to drink it in, in each setting. So you don't need to try and figure that out when you're actually in the thick of it, having that ready and then actually making sure it's nice and cold because bowel prep tastes disgusting at the best of times. Like even though they flavor it and try and make it bearable, it leaves that horrible feeling in your mouth. It's just not a nice time. And if you are drinking that warm, it just makes it even worse. So I find having that chilled and just drinking it as quickly as I can. And then I kind of follow it with a chaser, which is a fun time. So instead of an alcohol chaser, I'm now chasing after drinking bowel prep. So I find having like a drink like a cordial or some pre-approved clear fluid. So that could be a Powerade or something. They've got a list usually with your bowel prep of drinks and things that you can have. So I find having my bowel prep chilled and then having that chaser, so to speak, ready to go straight after just to wash that gross taste away in your mouth and that sort of feeling. And then I even find brushing my teeth afterwards is really helpful as well. The next thing along the bowel prep train, I guess, is the other end of that. So that bowel prep will start to work. And so it might. So that bowel prep is going to work. It might take an hour or so or even longer. I know the first time I had it, I thought this isn't even working. How long is this meant to take? But it did come into effect and I was needing to evacuate it so to speak and so having that easy access to a bathroom is so important so if you're in a house share situation where you might only have one bathroom or something seeing if you can maybe stay at your parents place if that's an option or I know some people even book a hotel room the night before their laparoscopy near the hospital they're staying at the day the next day Uh, So they can have quick, easy access to a bathroom because there's nothing worse than waiting when you are doing bowel prep. You just need to go when you need to go. And on that train as well, 
is all about uh, the frequency that you're going to be going using toilet paper is going to really hurt after a while. So I find that wipes are really helpful. Um, The flushable wipes I used for the first time and I thought they would be great and like they are good, but I don't recommend actually flushing them down the bathroom, um, down the bathroom, down the toilet, just because um, there's lots of stories about them not actually being that great for the environment. So I just use wipes now and then I'll just pop them into the bin um, and then just take them out to the um, proper kitchen bin and then out to the rubbish. Um, I just find them way nicer and gentler because that skin is getting wiped quite a bit. It is so painful after a while. So that toilet paper can become quite abrasive. So wipes are super helpful for that. And then I know that uh, there's some gels that turn toilet paper into wipes now as well. So that could be a more eco-friendly option for you too. Uh, On that as well, I find using an ointment sounds delightful, I know, but if you are starting to get that raw skin around your bottom and no shame here, we've all been there. uh, I find that pawpaw ointment can be really useful as well. So just popping some pawpaw ointment on there can be really nice and gentle and try and soothe that because it is not nice because you're already going to the bathroom a lot. You might already not be feeling great. And so having that sore bum is just not a vibe at all. So definitely recommend some pawpaw ointment for that. The next one is for my long haired gals or my people who have even that shoulder length hair. And that is popping your hair in braids or plaits or something really nice and easy out of your face because just it sounds trivial but you're going to have to pop your hair into like a theater cap kind of thing like a sort of like a hairnet vibe and it's just easier and when you wake up you'll be having like cords and things around you so just having two braids out of your face or one braid or a plait just makes things so much easier for you you don't have to worry about it it just keeps everything out of out of the way. I know my first lap, I had my hair in a ponytail and it didn't really work. And then I woke up, they'd taken the ponytail out and I just had my hair out everywhere. And it was so frustrating and annoying. And so this is just something I do each time now. And I just find it so much easier. And then also you don't really have the energy to wash your hair or shower after having a lap um, for, you know, days and you don't really want to wash your hair. So Obviously, you're still going to shower, but just having your hair out of your face in those braids, it can be your saving grace for those extra few days having them in the braids. So um, that's my top little tip there. Then it comes to, I guess, getting dressed for the morning of your lap. And I just find loose, comfy clothing really helpful. So if it's winter, maybe just some really loose track pants and a comfy jumper, a non-wired bra because you just want to be nice and comfy and relaxed, especially I'm trying to think of what I'm going to wear when I am post-lap. So I just bring the one set of clothes and I go, okay, I need something comfy for when I go in so I can be comfy when I go out. If it's summer, I do tend to use like a nice floaty dress just because I don't want anything tight on my tummy area. So something nice and floaty and comfy and loose is going to go down a treat. And then also nice comfy shoes. So no closed in shoes because you're not going to want the, you're not going to want to put them back on when you've had your surgery afterwards. So thongs, 
Birkenstocks, uh, slippers, anything nice and comfy, just that you can pop on and go on the other side. Uh, And you'll have socks, well, not socks, but generally you'll have like TED stockings, compression stockings after your surgery anyway. So um, something that you can wear easily with those because you'll probably need to be wearing them for about a week post-op to avoid any DVTs uh, post-operatively. Another thing that I find really helpful as well is to wear big undies. So that sounds random, but again, you could even bring two pairs. So just the ones you're wearing pre-op and then having a nice fresh pair to put on when you're ready to go home. So something that's not super tight, that's going to dig into you because you'll have all of your lap incisions on your tummy. And so you want something that's going to be really loose and gentle on those uh, because you're going to be in quite a bit of discomfort. So having something pressing against those isn't a nice time at all. So big undies along with those comfy clothes to wear home. Uh, Another thing as well, this is more pre-op. So I think um, bringing some earphones or AirPods along so you can listen to a podcast or an e-book or even music before your laparoscopy because there is a lot of waiting around. So you have your admission and then you're waiting to go and be admitted to the unit with the nurse and have your interview and then you go and get changed. And then you're doing some more waiting until they're ready for you to go into theatre. And then so you get into your bed and then you're doing more waiting. You're in the holding bay. So there's all these times where things move along, but then you get stuck waiting again. So having uh, even a book, um, but I find earphones really useful. I can't really focus on reading at that time. So my very last laparoscopy, I just listened to an audio book um, on Audible through my AirPods while I was waiting to go into theatre. And that just really helped me to not focus on anything else and just listen to the book I was reading. Um, so I think that's a really helpful tip um, because, yeah, you don't want to really be getting caught up in it. I find I get really nervous. So having that just really helps me to focus. So earphones, AirPods, or even a book Um, can be helpful too or your iPad or something like that and they do lock all away your valuables when you're having your procedure done so they are in safe hands anyway. Okay this next one is similar to the bowel prep kind of thing brushing your teeth after taking it but brushing your teeth after you've had your surgery because like your throat feels a bit yuck Um, When you're allowed to get up and moving to go to the bathroom because you always need to do a wee before they'll let you go home, uh, you can take your toothbrush and toothpaste and just go and brush your teeth because brushing your teeth just helps you feel fresher. I know that I always just feel that little bit better when I have that fresh mouth. They've popped tubing down to keep you asleep and things like that. So just gives you a freshen up and you can feel nice and even just popping some water on your face to make you feel that little bit fresher before you head home, especially if you're going home the day of. So not everybody stays in overnight. So if you're going home day of, I just find bringing a toothbrush and toothpaste is really helpful. Also having a pillow in the car to cradle is really helpful too. So um, every time I've had a laparoscopy, I've actually had a two hour car drive back to my house. Uh, so I find having a pillow in the car to hold on to over my tummy on the way home is really helpful um, because you're just feeling really uncomfortable. And especially if you're going over any speed bumps, it just sort of softens that impact and it just does provide that extra layer of comfort. 
I would also recommend keeping some vomit bags in your car as well because if you're anything like me, I tend to get very nauseous post-op and I am known to have a vomit in the car on the way home. So having a vomit bag handy is a lifesaver. You don't need to go out and buy any. You can even just ask the hospital staff for one before you head home uh, and they would be more than happy to give you that. It's also important to mention to the anaesthetist that you do get nauseous post-op if that's something you know that happens for you. Uh, Now that I know that that happens for me, I mention it every time and they always try and do things to sort of minimize that occurring. So yeah, bring a vomit bag in the car. And my last little post-op home tip, I guess, for the car ride home or even at hospital, when they do give you something to eat after you wake up, I know after having a surgery each time, because you haven't been able to eat for so long, I always try and buy something that I'm really looking forward to having afterwards. So um, usually it ends up being just like a packet of Smith's Uh, crinkle cut plain chips, super basic, I know, but I just always feel like something a little bit salty, just like a little, yay, you've done your procedure. So anything that you feel like you might want after having your surgery, buying that as a little something to look forward to when you get home and a little, yay, you're all done. So obviously there's like meals and things like that, that you can worry about. And I might do a little post-op episode coming up as well so things to prepare but just having that little treat to look forward to when you get home is really useful so they are my top tips or things to sort of prepare for or have on hand when you're having a laparoscopy I would love to know if there's anything that you find essential when you're having a laparoscopy that you would love to see included like something that's key to you I'm going to have a post up on Instagram so even feel free to comment what your laparoscopy essentials are And I can't wait to be back in your ears on Wednesday with a brand new ep. Let's Talk Period is an independent podcast. So if you did enjoy this episode, and I know it's a different sort of format, so I would love it if you could give some feedback on how you found it. If you did enjoy and you do want more content and want to be kept updated when there's new content, you can tap follow if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. If you're listening on Apple, you can leave a rating or a review. And if you're listening along on Spotify, you can actually rate the show now too. So if you could do that, I would absolutely love it. Uh, If you want to keep updated with more Let's Talk Period things, we are over on Instagram at Let's Talk Period AU. I also have the beautiful Let's Talk Period community on Facebook. So if you're not a member of that, it's a like-minded people place for people with endo, adeno, PCOS to ask questions, get support and just hype each other up. It's a beautiful place for the LTP fam and the link to that is in the show notes. If you did enjoy the app and you want to share it with someone, I would absolutely love that too. This just really helps to find new listeners and build that beautiful podcast community. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.